He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Well, good morning, Grand Valley. How are you? How are you? How are you? How are you? Welcome to a, oh, no, almost at a Monday. No, welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Watchdog Morning Show. We are at 710, 10 minutes after the hour, kicking things off for our uh, short week this week. First, actually for me, a really short week because I start vacation later too. Uh, but short week because we all had a uh, holiday break yesterday. Yeah, a little of fog floating around out there, but it's going to be, man, this is going to be uh, really the dredges of the summer. We're talking about sunshine, blue skies, high heat and humidity, around 90 today. And that's going to be pretty much the case for at least the next couple of days. Got some rain coming in on Wednesday night and showers and thunderstorms on Thursday and Friday. Adam has the full forecast coming up in a bit. 67 right now, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 66 at the Highlands, 66 in Elm Grove, and 66 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. We have a lot to do today. Very busy day today. A lot of stuff happened over the weekend. I didn't expect some things to happen, and they did. Although in my life, Bob Slider, not too much happened. Fair, relatively quiet weekend for me. You uh, stayed in out of the heat, Howard. Is that what you're saying? Didn't Man, get to- I tried. Teddy and I tried to go out and uh, play on the deck at one point, and he was with us, and we were inside, and he was on a video. I said, why don't we at least take it outside just to play on the deck? Ten minutes, and I was like, holy crap, I can't take this. Well, I, I battled it yesterday. I took Saturday off. I took Sunday off. And then, uh, like an idiot, I actually did a little labor on Labor Day. Instead of doing it, you know, reversal, <laughs> getting my work done and relaxing on the holiday. Let me just, Labor Day is supposed to be the day for resting. For yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of did a backwards, Howard, and I was out in it. And uh, what I've been battling and talking to my neighbors, it's a common thing. And I just, I just really hate it this time of year. I'm not set up for it. I'm not prepared. But uh, we're battling the the hornets. Uh, oh, the in ground ones, the ones you know that they get up and under something, and, and you don't know until you till you're on them. And I just really kind of disappointed myself for letting my grass get a little bit high where. You know, you don't see them. If, if you don't see them, you. you know, yeah. before uh, before they, they get on you, then then you have trouble. So I battled them, had to light a couple fires, try to burn them out. And the heat, like you said, uh, but boy, I felt like my grandfather this weekend, Howard. I used to shake my head at him. It'd be 90-some degrees outside, and he would have a long sleeve shirt on, and he would have <laughs> pants on. Well, there's a reason for that. Because, you had to be there. Yeah. Because all those insects that you don't want on you this time of year, you know, they're, they're looking for, you know, they're looking ahead, trying to, they know the seasons are changing. And the hornets right now, be careful out there, people. They're, they're everywhere. I am not wildly fearful of winged stinging insects. Horn- Come on, my place, wait, wait, wait. Come on. Wait, no, no, I didn't finish my sentence. But hornets, hornets. They, You're they, a big target, Howard, and you can't run very fast. Yeah, Don't say that. Yeah, that's right. I got a, I got a lot of places for, a lot of places for them to stick that uh, that stinger. They would love you. Come on over, Howard. <laughs> oh, look, we got dinner here, boys. <laughs> no, like I, generally a wasp. You know, I, my argument is you don't bother them. They don't bother you. You know, bees, they're fine. They're part of nature's. You know, whatever. Uh, hornets, though, scare me. I don't. They just. <laughs> I don't like them either. I, I, I'm leery of them. But, hey, look, they want to tangle. I'll do the best I could. You know, uh, you, you just got to take them on sometimes, Howard. Nancy and I got out. For, we didn't do much at all. Um, didn't I thought we might have a you know cookout yesterday. We didn't. Uh, all the kids were off their own different ways. You know, each of my three boys and each of their individual families had their own things to do. Uh, we're reaching that stage in life where, you know, the, all the gathering together at Grandma's house doesn't happen quite as much as it used to. Um, so Nancy and I went out to dinner a couple of times, uh, went out just by ourselves yesterday, had a very nice meal. And then um, I, I, one of our typical old people, I'm realizing how old we have become, you know. We're starting to be recognized by some of the senior citizen, you know, restaurant places. We start to talk, we do things like, I wonder what the sides are going to be today. Just like old people, you know, I mean, we just do that stuff. But we went out, we went out for a nice dinner uh, on uh, Saturday night with our friends, the Wellings. And I had, I'm not going to say where we went because the food was superb. It really was. But, you know, I am so sick and tired of crappy service anymore. Come on, Howard, let's hear about it. I am just, you know, at, at, for dinner, no napkins, no silverware. Had to go roaming around grabbing our own napkins, our own silverware. 
Um, Wait a minute. You you actually had to get up from your chair and you saw there's some silverware over there. You, you then you became the waiter. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We. I mean. And nobody said, oh, "I'm so sorry, sir." Nobody said, "Oh, I'm sorry you to go get your own." No, no. We just so uh, we got up, got our own. Did you silverware, think about leaving? Our, no. I, it, the food was good. If it was yeah, extremely you, good. Did you use your hands, Howard, and your sleeve to wipe your face <laughs> off? And then, uh, I, you know, I drink a lot, right? And and there was nobody. Nobody was refilling the drinks to the extent that I wanted them to. Were they overwhelmed? Were they no. that busy? Well, let me uh, a little bit uh, more than usual at this place. I will say that. I will. Gi- I, I will give them that credit. Uh, the thing that irritated me the most, I think, was they didn't clear the plates away when we were done. We were going to sit around. Have another cup of coffee, chat a little bit, right? It's not like we. I always look to make sure that we're not stealing a table in case because they have people waiting. They weren't. They just they didn't take our clear our plates, and so I'm trying to have this. You know, we're just talking about life, but I'm, I got this. You know, scraps of prime rib on my plate, and just that, so. And then when the one of the bill that this is where I got most irritated. I look over and there's three waitresses or servers or whatever they call. Three of them kind of hanging around the cash register, just talking to each other, you know. And um, finally, our server comes back. She says, oh, here's your bill. She says, I was a little busy. And I wanted to say, what you just said to me was, there were things in this place more important than, than me, your customer. But I didn't say that. I, I, it's okay. The food was good. Got up. Left. I have said this phrase before. The difference between a good meal and a great dining experience is the level of service. Because you left, you weren't feeling it. You weren't feeling exactly. it, were you? Exactly. I had a good meal. I really, the meal was superb. The food was great. If I could have tipped the chef, I would have tipped the chef. <laughs> but, you know, you don't have that option. Um, so, But I, it was okay. All right. So we left. And we decided to stop and get dessert. So let's have dessert. So we stopped for dessert. Walked into the place. Now, this doesn't bother me, except, so there's nobody there. It's, it's 100% empty, except for the four of us. And they took us to the farthest seat in the, as far back as you could go, far back in the corner as you could go. Okay, I don't know. Maybe they have a reason for doing that. I, that, I, I can live with that. Again. I had to get up and wander around the restaurant and find silverware and napkins for us. Didn't have any. My friends had uh, ice cream for dessert. No spoon, so they ate their ice cream with a fork. Again, I'm okay. It's all right. I think the waitress was new. Here's what just drove me over the wall. Go to checkout. Take the bill. Give it to the hostess. The host was a guy. Give it to the host. Got my card in my hand, my credit card. Got one of those machines. I said, uh, where where do I put the card? I'm not, you know, is it a chip card? Do I tap it on top? Do I stick it in the side? In the middle? Where do I put the card? Tap the tip. I said, I understand that, but where do I put the card? Tap the tip. I'll tap the tip in a minute. Where do I put the card? If you would listen to me, says the hostess, if you would listen to me, I told you to tap the tip. I tap the tip and then put the card in. I'm going to tell you, he was the snottiest, smarmiest. I think he thought, we well, we were old people. I guess he thought it was just a couple of old people in hell with you guys. I want, I mean, I was ready to rear back and hit him. And you know me, Bob, that's not me. I mean, I don't, I don't scrap very often. I, my friend Mike Welling, he started backing out the door. Whoa! I was furious. This kid, and not because I didn't get good service, because he was snotty with me. I told you to do this, and in, I think the other thing that bothered me was I don't think it was meant this way. The first thing he wanted to make sure I did was push the tip. It's like the tip is the important thing. If I, it unfortunately only gave me, the minimum was 15%. I could have skipped it, I guess. I, I would have put like $2 just because he ticked me off. And it's not his fault. I mean, it's not my, the waiter's fault that, that he ticked me off. But I was fur- I was absolutely furious about it. Well, b- both those uh, stories, Howard, I, I, I think. Now, what, 
I, I used to know a couple restaurant owners. Know a couple just to say hello. Don't don't know enough to sit down and talk business with them. But what happened to the restaurant owners like uh, Charlie Schlegel who would want to know that? Who, yeah. who would maybe not want to embarrass anybody right there, but who would want to know that? By the way, Charlie, food was great tonight. But my goodness, I had to go get my own silverware. And then we had to sit there in our mashed potatoes, you know. I would want input like that, but I think today's people, they don't want any input. They want you to pay your bill and then leave, Howard. There is an over-interest in tipping as opposed to serving anymore. I, I, I'm sorry, and I'm not picking on the restaurant owners per se or anybody. It just It is the way it is in our society. It's an over-reliance on tipping. Tipping is the important thing. Get that tip in there. Get that tip in there. Um and it just it just absolutely infuriates me. You remember Charlie, a line that I now use all the time because I think it's a it's a philosophical point. Charlie used to often say, "Feedback is a gift." Charlie, you're right. Charlie, food was fine, but man, that service was terrible. See, my problem is I you know I I'm I'm so emotional. Yeah. You know, uh, young man, uh, I hear what you say about the 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 tip button, but uh, is the owner here? Or is the manager here? And Howard, I swear to God, I'm 61 years old. I have never one time in my life asked to see the manager. Now, I have threatened some people. I've said I'll never come back in this hole again. But I've never said, excuse me, can I see the manager? Never done that. I've never, I, I don't believe in that. But I do believe that there are times for that. And that would have been the same thing to say, look, this young man has spoke to me. After I come in here, I spent a lot of money. Look what I spent. And he talked to me this way. Would you like that? I'm yeah. just letting you know I don't like it. See, here's my problem. I'm not sure he wasn't the manager. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, you know, I just – and honestly, it irritated me really beyond belief. Now, probably it's partly because now I've gone through two different places where I wasn't satisfied with the service, and then this guy's getting snotty with me at the very end when I'm trying to at least pay for my bad service. At any rate, and I went home and I put a big Facebook post on and I told the whole story. And <laughs> and you know, about an hour later, I went back and I said, you know, I always complain about too many people just whining and bitching on Facebook for no reason. I wasn't going to warn people away from these restaurants. I'll go back. I'll go back. It was just a bad experience. So I, I, I modified the tip a little bit, or I modified the... Uh, uh, the uh, uh, the comment a bit. I left it up there, but I, I made it clear that, hey, you know, sometimes these things happen. The only one that, that I don't forgive is that guy, the attitude. The service level, sad to say, that's part of what we get anymore. Now, not always. There are places I go into. I'll mention them when the good ones. You know, I go to Generations all the time, and I get great service. I get great service down there. But that was that was my weekend experience. Uh, text line, let's see. Howard, it was Labor Day. Stop your whining. April wasn't happy being there, Howard. You ever think about that? Yeah, there is that point, I guess. <laughs> and, of course, it was so busy, as in we were the only people there. Uh -uh. But, okay. Uh, Howard, maybe you had to tap the tip button before the card reader would continue. That's what I was saying. No, thinking. that's very po that's possible. That's so possible. you should have listened to him, Howard, the first time. Listen to me. That's what. He, and it, it isn't that he said, "Oh, sir, no, no, no. Let, let me, sir, no. You need to. No, no. Listen to me. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, Howard. Listen to me. What he should have said was, "I told you what to do." You old people are all the same. You're that's not what listening thinking. to me. The, that is the tip button has nothing to do with the tip, old dude. It registers the machine, and then you can put your card in. You got it? Yeah, that tip. <laughs> the tap, the tip button. Yeah, yeah. It's a, if if he had been a different kind of person, like one of the old women with the bun on, on he would have said something like, "Hun," she'd have called you "honey." Hun, yeah. you you don't understand how the new how new technology works. And I wanted to scream. I just wanted to scream again. Service is what service is anymore. I I, I just it just I tip when I get great service because it so seldom comes my way anymore. But the attitude, the attitude is what got me. You listen to me. And I still think the important thing is, and I think the, the credit card readers are even made so that the first thing you do is pick your tip. You know, before you even get to the bill, 
Pick your tip. Yeah, maybe you ought to change the wording a little bit because that would have jacked. You want me to tip before I even put my card in? Exactly. Well, I didn't know where to put my card. Where do I put my card? Where do I put my card? You listen to me. Push that button. Tap the tip, Howard. Okay. I ran it over the weekend. I've ran it. So that, but that was okay. And, you know, went home and actually had another sandwich and... And life went on. 724-24 after the hour. The uh, Watchdog Radio Network morning show is underway. The uh, Frio Stack auction service text line is available. A couple of you have uh, texted in already at 304-214-1600. Feel free to do that. Busy day, though, today. We've got a lot to do, Bob. There is finally a Democrat in the race for governor in West Virginia. Huntington Mayor Steve Williams, who's kind of talked about this, officially announced his run for governor yesterday. Brad McElhinney is coming in. We'll talk about that. Plus, on Friday, when we left, the West Virginia poll on the Republican governor's race is out, and the U.S. Senate race as well, looking good for uh, Governor Justice. We'll talk about that. Patrick Morsey, by the way, calls it a fake poll, fake poll. Um, Republican lawmakers in Ohio want to put chaplains in public schools. Nick Evans comes in from the Ohio Capital Journal to talk about that. Tom Scateri and I take a look at the latest uh, political international news. And we talked a few weeks ago about outdoor drinking areas, designated outdoor drinking areas. St. Clairsville's talking about it. I asked Mayor Thalman about it here in the city of Wheeling. Huntington began their, uh, it's called a PODA, uh, I don't know what the P is, uh, outdoor designated areas for wandering around the streets of Huntington drinking. Uh, we'll talk about how that's gone as well. Oh, and a classic regional TV show is returning to the airwaves. I'll have that info for you coming up as the Watchdog Morning Show continues here on uh, uh, on the Watchdog Radio Network. 725, 25 after the hour. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Tuesday edition of the show, we'll have the latest on the Mountaineers, the Herd, and local high school football. And the Steelers get ready for their opener on Sunday against the Niners. Dave Bryant will be here in the 4 o'clock hour. And Anthony Lewis on the Mountaineers and more at 5. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, in or out in our question of the day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000, 614 614- for Would it be convenient for you if you could simply take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family, apartment buildings, rental portfolios. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. Call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer and speak with one of our friendly staff members at 614-470-2000. When the unexpected happens, it's good to know you can count on the certified professional restorers at Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. Whether it's fire, smoke, flood, or storm that damages your home or business, you can rest assured that we have helped thousands of families just like yours. With the right people, equipment, and expertise, we are ready to respond 24 hours a day to get you quickly back on your feet. When disaster strikes, just pick up the phone. Since 1987, Liberty Distributors has been one of the state's leading suppliers of quality commercial print paper, janitorial supplies, custom packaging, and shipping materials. Liberty has made customer focus and care the first rule of business. We also focus on being environmentally conscious by offering a complete and certified line of green products. Visit LibertyDistributors.com for a full view of our product catalog Now with our 20,000 products, training videos, and more. Liberty Distributors, serving the entire Ohio Valley for 30 years. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. 
Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Wasting away again in Margaritaville. You know, Jimmy Buffett passed away this weekend. Everybody knows that. It was everywhere on the social media feeds, on TV, and, and wherever you turn. Uh, Jimmy Buffett passed away at the age of 76. What is interesting to me about Jimmy Buffett, Bob, is that although Margaritaville was a gigantic— it, it, no, Margaritaville was a really big hit. Not gigantic. It never hit number one. It was a big hit. That was pretty much all he had as far as hits. He had dozens of songs, great songs. They were on the chart. But he wasn't really, he wasn't the Beatles in terms of musical impact. He wasn't, you know, Elvis. He, he, he just had one big song and a bunch of good songs. I always thought maybe he was a little bit more successful than maybe like a Ray Stevens, a, a novelty song uh, guy where Ray Stevens hit uh, Pay Dirt with the streak. I don't know if it went to num- number one, but that was a fad. And I think Jimmy Buffett hit the same thing. And what amazed me even more than that, Howard, because I, th- I thought the same thing. I thought, who has g- gotten more out of one hit song than Jimmy Buffett? And then... I was looking at the ticker, and they showed his wealth. And at first, the first report had him at a half a billion dollars, mm-hmm. $500 million. And as the weekend went on, I guess they got better at, at, at adding some things up. They said his wealth was worth $1 billion. Think about that. A, he was a billionaire. Could have come to West Virginia, been her only one. The richest guy in the state. <laughs> the, um, the thing about Jimmy Buffett, what he, what, and it was the right man at the right time in that he tapped into the zeitgeist of just kicking back, being cool, having a margarita. Don't have a care. And don't have a care. Don't have a care in the world. And that's, and he capitalized on that. I don't mean in a bad way. I mean in a good way. You know, the music was the, 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 the impetus for it. Uh, but then, of course, he had bars, he had restaurants, he, he had property holdings all across the country. You know, there were many Margaritavilles. Had a franchise, had a couple a, different franchises. Exactly. And, um, uh, but a billion dollars, though, Howard. That, that is success. But it wasn't built on, I mean, it started by, it wasn't built on music, it was built on an attitude. An attitude of have fun in life. A personality of, exactly. of, of just, we're hanging out here. I never saw him in person, did you? And I never had any desire to. No. I had a desire to, and never did. Uh, you know, he was here and he was in the area multiple times. Most people I know have been to see him. Uh, I, I have been to see some of his um, not imitation. What's the word that when they a group that impersonators impersonators uh, here in town. Um, I love the music. I, I love the. I, it, to me, it's just a lifestyle. It's just I, you know. But I never, I never, I never saw him uh, in person. Have some of his songs. Have some of his music. But um, and then of course there are people. I will be specific. Fox News. Fox News had to go out and say another example of a hippie who doesn't believe in hard work. That's nuts. You know, I don't have the exact quote here, but it was something like you know a man that a man that encouraged people to not work but rather just try, just get drunk all the time. Wouldn't you look at it more like he was so su- successful of what he did? He enjoyed doing what he did so much, he just made it look so easy and so relaxing. That's what I would give the man his due. And you know what? Maybe it was because I was so jealous of him, Howard, because that's the lifestyle. Right. I, I never thought of being a billionaire, and I never wanted to be a billionaire. But I would love to have that lifestyle on the beach. Call it Margaritaville, Coco, Kokomo, whatever the hell you right, want to call exactly. it. That, that's where that I want to be. Yes, exactly. We've talked about it before. If there is an image of that, you know, Caribbean style lifestyle, yeah, that's what you, you know, wearing the the Hawaiian shirts and some and and uh, cargo shorts and flip flops, and having a margarita, because it's five o'clock somewhere, as he himself once said. That's, you know, no, we can't all, no, you can't all really do that, but that's what you aspire to, isn't it? And and like, uh, even though he was a billionaire, life to him was a party. And, you know, and I, I read a number of, of um, 
famous folks, including Paul McCartney and some others, that paid tribute to him. That's what they said. He was just, he was just a guy who loved to have fun with life. But there is a little irony there. Did you see the cause of death? I did not. He died of skin cancer. I did. I guess I did see it. Yeah. Okay. You yeah, know. Well. I guess he's been battling for for some time. So I guess that you could say the, the lifestyle probably did catch up with him. You spent all that time in the sun, which you know what I can think of a lot. Or I don't know the symptoms and what you go through there. Don't, I, I don't want you to think that I'm underplaying that. But if that's the penalty you have to pay for for being a beach bum pretty much your whole life, uh, okay, something's yeah. going to get you. You know. The singer, quote, passed away peacefully, surrounded by his family, friend, music, and dogs. That's the uh, phrase from his uh, official Instagram p- page. He lived his life like a song until the very last breath. Yep. And that's, to me, I don't, but I wish I did. Do you remember the name of his, his uh, band? I should, but no, help The me. Coral Reefer Coral. Band. Yeah. <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> Um, and again, only one song that was was really it didn't even hit number one. I think it came up number seven, number eight on the pop charts back in the time we cared about pop charts. Uh, but all of his others, most of his other songs became at least moderate hits. People, you know, and what they are, they're jukebox songs now. And if we had music today, we'd prove that, Howard. We'd have played the Jimmy Buffett hits. Well, there was one. Exactly. We'll play the hit. I'm wasting away again in Margarita. Play it all day long. Okay, we're done. <laughs> but no, he had, you know, Come Monday, and I'm trying to think of some of the other big Which songs. Which we play almost every Monday. Which we normally play on a Monday. Exactly right. So, uh, uh, you know, smooth sailing. Jimmy Buffett. Way to go, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy you, Buffett. You, you did great. You, 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 you made a you, billion dollars. Way to are, go. You are my idol. And it's not even for the billion dollars, although I don't mind that. You're my idol for the lifestyle you led. How about Cheeseburger Paradise? We both love cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. Hour. Absolutely. Absolutely. 736, 24 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. There is finally a Democrat in the race for governor in West Virginia. Has he got a shot at all? I don't know. Brad McElhinney in coming uh, in about an hour from now. He and I will talk about that. That's coming up a bit later on here on the show. But right now, head over to the news desk of the Big 7, WTRF TV and Taylor Long. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this September the 5th. Impacted families are still trying to recover sentimental items, furniture, vehicles, and pieces of their homes a week after historic flooding tore through communities across Kanawha County. Water and mud covered people's yards as well as the inside of their homes. Families are now finding mold and mildew growing inside their homes as a result of both the heat and the water. While some of them have their fans on blast, it's not enough to stop this issue, which is leaving many families concerned for their health. Residents dealing with mold and flood damage say they don't know what's next. And starting this week, parts of the New River Gorge National Park will be closed as park officials make improvements. The Kmore Miners Trail has an 821-step staircase, which hasn't been repaired since being built in 1994. So that portion will be closed for repairs. That work starts today and should be finished at the end of the month. The goal is to get these popular autumn sites ready for peak season. And some traffic updates for you this morning. Starting today, a portion of Stone Church Road here in Wheeling will be restricted to one lane starting at 8 a.m. through 3.30 p.m. for a gas line repair. If you're driving through the area, remember to slow down and expect delays. And if you park your car along this road, you'll need to move it while workers are paving the area. Traffic will also be maintained by flaggers. And another traffic update for you this morning, beginning today out of Brook County. County routes will be restricted to one lane starting at 7.30 a.m. through 5 p.m. These lane restrictions will be in place this Friday. Commuters in the area should slow down and expect some delays. Again, traffic in each area will be maintained by flaggers. For more information, you can always head on over to our website at WTRF.com. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday, everyone. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. You took the first step and quit smoking. 
but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly Quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Hi, Dave Wilson filling in for Hoppy Kirchival on Metro News Talk Line. On Monday's show, talk to WVU student Matthew Kolb, who says he's going to be directly impacted by the proposed program cuts. I was actually looking to um, go to graduate school for math here, but that is one of the programs that's up to be cut. So that would affect my decision on where to go to school. Now, the PhD math program here is the only one in the state. Catch us each weekday at 10.06 Metro News Talk Line on these Metro News radio stations. The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Fins to the left of me, fins to the right. Another Jimmy Buffett song. But you got to do the fins thing when you're doing that song. you got to... I'm not doing that. You're not gonna do it. Come on, come on, Bob. Hands over there. Let's do the fins thing. Do the fin. No, uh-huh. I can't get you to do that. All right. Talking about Jimmy Buffett's uh, passing at the age of 76, a lifestyle well lived. Notice how I phrase that? Not just a life well lived, but a lifestyle uh, well lived. 7:41, 19 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I was an angry lifestyle on Saturday night after I had some bad service experiences, in particular a host at a particular restaurant that yelled at me because I didn't know where to put my credit card and said, I told you what to do. Uh, off the text line, Frio Stack, auction service text line. Howard, did you ever think maybe he was a listener and a Trump fan? Yeah, Republican. And, and he recognized you. So, oh, I never, I actually know. I, I never, never did think about that. I never did think about that. Uh, appreciate your text. You all can text us, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600, the Frio Stack auction service text line. Adam Fike is here with us in the Big 7, WTRF-TV. Good morning, Adam. Hello, and how are you doing? Well, I'm okay. so far so good today, but I guess it's going to be another hot one. Man, a oh man, what a, it was it was a scorcher this weekend. Oh, my goodness, Howard. I do have this question for you. Yes. I saw the other day of... Snow in Utah already. Okay. Would you rather have the high heat or the snow that we're seeing in Utah? No, I take the high heat. I, you know, I think I've said to you last week, the high. I will. I will complain about the high heat because it's. I mean, it's so <laughs> hot. But I'm not really complaining. I'd much, I much. I can live with the high heat as opposed to going. You know, getting winter in here any sooner. No, I'll take. I'll take the high heat. But. There wasn't much you could take. My grandson and I went out on the deck. I, he was with us for a while on Saturday, and I said, "Well, let's let's go outside at least, and you know, get some fresh air." Okay, Granddad. And we went out on the deck. We weren't there six or seven minutes, and he said, "Granddad, I'm too hot. Let's go back inside." It was just a scorcher. I think we probably hit ninety each each day, or I don't I don't know if that's officially true, but it certainly felt that way to me. I'm sorry, what? I zoned out for a second. <laughs> That's okay. I said I am sure that we, I, I feel like we hit 90 probably every day. I know at one time uh, on I have a little weather station in the backyard, uh, it was 90, like 90-something 90 with a feels like in my backyard of 100.2. So, I mean, we it was hot this weekend. Oh, for sure was it hot. I mean, yeah. My only issue like with those little weather stations, like what you have is a lot of times they're not completely accurate when they're in the sun. Yeah, temperatures, no matter what, felt like we were in the 90s, but a lot of times those can overestimate. 
Either way, no matter if it was the upper 80s, low 90s, it was very hot, humid. But good news, there's some relief on the way. Not today, though, right? Today's still going to be a hot one. Oh, no, no, no. No, not today. So, unfortunately, still hot, muggy, sunny. I mean, I'll take the sunshine today and tomorrow. But the end of the week, though, if you're looking at my seven day, you're really going to love the weekend at the beginning of next week. But before we get to the end of the week and into next week, we're going to go through uh, kind of a rainy few days. So let's walk our way through. Today, sunny, hot, high, maybe close to 90. It's just going to be a pit dripper. Tomorrow, to some extent, the same thing, right? Yep. So today, most of us max out between that 88 to 92 range. So let's just call that 90 degrees because we're going to feel like we're in the 90s, no matter if you're 88. But then, Mainly clear, a few clouds once as fog lifts this morning. Tomorrow, we'll slowly watch clouds increase throughout the day. So we'll start off with sunshine, maybe a little bit of fog once again. But we'll see clouds building up throughout the day. Once again, between that, I would say 87 to 92 degree range. So still close to 90. But we'll watch a cold front come through on Thursday, though. This means we could see a few showers overnight Wednesday. This is mainly after 1 a.m. Thursday morning. So scattered showers and storms, but the low 80s for our day on Thursday. And then come Friday, we'll see that makes the clouds and sunshine with temperatures back into the 70s. Now, uh, both Friday and Saturday, we'll see that partly cloudy look. So expect periods of clouds, periods of sunshine. But any extra periods of sunshine we do see could allow for a shower or maybe an isolated storm to pop up Friday and Saturday thanks to high humidity. So come Saturday, though, we'll see a second cold front come through. So two within two days. So we'll be back to fall-like temperatures and sunshine come the end of the weekend in the beginning of next week. So the tail end of the weekend and early next week should be actually pretty nice, going to be partly sunny, and will be 70s, right? Is that what we're looking for? Yep, mid to low 70s, like Saturday that. through Monday. Not sure about past Monday, but I'll definitely take three days of mid to low 70s again. In the meantime, for today and tomorrow, um, keep the air conditioner on if you can. Use the fan if you can. Keep yourself cool. Hydrate properly if you're going to be outside. And pray for the roofers. Pray for the guys who have to work on the work on the roof, putting on new shingles or something. Because I have said over and over again, that has to be the most miserable job in the world in the in the heat is to be doing a roofing job. Oh my goodness, I'm I'm glad that I never had to do that. But I worked on an operations team for during the during the summer months when I was in college, and mowing the grass when it's 90 degrees and humid is miserable. So yeah. I can't even imagine. The people doing construction or our road crews working in the high heat on the asphalt, holy cow. Ju you and your uh, fiancé uh, do anything exciting this weekend? We literally just sat, ate very unhealthy foods and watched movies all weekend. I like that. That's a good That's a good way to spend the weekend. I have I, That, to me, is a uh, almost perfect weekend for a weekend that's this oh, hot. Oh, it was perfect. Yeah. But weather was perfect. We enjoyed watching movies. I didn't have to eat a vegetable all weekend. There you go. There you go. All right. Listen, I will talk to you tomorrow, and then on Thursday I go on vacation. So I don't think we'll be talking to each other for a while until I get back from vacation. But I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get with you later in the day and let you know for sure what the game plan is. But I will only be here one more day, and then I'm off. Uh, I'm off to Route 66 for about ten days. So it should be fun. Lucky you. And yes, indeed, lucky me. I feel that way. Yep. Although I think it's going to be hot out west. We'll be heading out towards California, and I think we'll be finding some uh, Arizona heat. But we'll, you know, that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll enjoy it. I'm looking forward to it. Adam, appreciate your time today. As always, we'll do it again tomorrow. Back to you, Dem. Thank you. 747, 13 to the Watchdog Morning Show. It is our uh, uh, morning meteorologist, Adam Fike, there with the Ohio Valley forecast. 67, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 66 of the Highlands. 66 in Elm Grove and 66 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. You know, I always do this in instant fair disclosure. You said you were a little lightheaded, right? Yeah, uh, a little bit ago I was uh, feeling a little nauseous, and then I got lightheaded out. I'm I'm feeling that way too. And we we don't have any noxious fumes in here. We're smelling anything, do you? Are we being being gas? I don't know because I'm feeling that just a little bit like I'm having a hard time getting my thoughts together. Maybe you need a Pepsi heart. I know. You know what I've got today though? <laughs> what do you got? My wife found Orange Crush. I got oh an, yeah. I, I got an Orange Crush. It isn't quite Pepsi, but at least the flavor is good. I like I like the orange crush. However, do I have Pepsi in the fridge? I think you do.
It's conceivable. It's conceivable. I'm going to have to go Pepsi style here coming up in a few minutes. Uh, text this morning from one of our listeners who's listening down in Virginia Beach. Hey, what's going on down there in Virginia Beach? Man, that's a, there's a place I'd like to be. The kids were there not too long ago. Actually, my friend Barry Crow is probably, uh, you know, he's there at the same convention, I think, that our friend is at. Good morning to Barry. Yeah, yeah. a little early for Barry. Barry's probably not up yet. He's probably at the hospitality room by now. <laughs> oh, <a little> breakfast. <laughs> Got a beautiful picture, though, that we were sent about uh, the sunrise at Virginia Beach. I love you, Have you a Virginia? Were you? Are you a Virginia Beach I'm fan? a Myrtle Beach guy. If I'm going to the beach, I'm going to Myrtle, Howard. Yeah. Um, only been to Myrtle a couple of times. I'm, I've been to Virginia Beach 20, 25, 30 times. Um, and, and just love it. And thank you for the text. Anybody can text us if you'd like to. The Frio Stack Auction Service text line, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600, or the Frio Stack Auction Service phone line, 304-232-8255. Hi, Dave Wilson filling in for Hoppy Kirchival on Metro News Talk Line. On Monday's show, talk to WVU student Matthew Cole, who says he's going to be directly impacted by the proposed program cuts. I was actually looking to um, go to graduate school for math here, but that is one of the programs that's up to be cut. So that would affect my decision on where to go to school. Now, the PhD math program here is the only one in the state. Catch us each weekday at 10.06 Metro News Talk Line on these Metro News radio stations. Motto Mortgage Valor is a locally owned and operated mortgage brokerage where they can shop your loan to multiple lenders with just one credit pull. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a real estate investor looking to expand your portfolio, they have you covered. Connected to a large network of lenders and a vast selection of loan products, they can match your unique needs and qualifications with the perfect loan options available. Unlike banks and retail lenders, they have access to an expansive menu of loan products and credit scenarios to help a wider range of borrowers and investors. Motto Mortgage Valor, offering you more loan products than anyone in the area. Call 304-905-8525. West Virginia Outdoors is the Mountain State's only hook and bullet radio show. Dedicated to the more than quarter million hunters and anglers across the state. Award-winning host Chris Lawrence has been tracking down hunting and fishing stories for more than 25 years. When in behind a little birch tree its head, I reached down and got the bow positioned and found its horns and dropped down and shot it in the neck. Whether it's hunting and fishing news. It tracks real super well, but not with a 60-pound carp tied to the side. Or just compelling stories about the enjoyment of the great outdoors. How close did you let him get in before you let fly on him? He was about 18 yards, Chris. He got turned in the right angle there, and I touched off the trigger. And when I hit him, he ran kind of up the hill, which scared me at first. West Virginia Outdoors covers it all. Saturday mornings at 7.06 a.m. And for your daily Outdoors Today brings you two and a half minutes of news and notes from the woods and water every weekday morning. No one covers the great outdoors like Chris Lawrence and Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Live and local every weekday with 10,000 watts of total power on WKKX and WVLY. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. It's eight before the hour here on the big gig. It's time for us to take a look into the wonderful world of sports. Isn't that what they was that was that ABC's show? Wonderful world of sports. Every Saturday afternoon, Howard. That was the uh, the uh, thrill of what was the agony? What was that? The, the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat? All right. Well, we will hopefully see victory here with Bob Slider on sports. The Pittsburgh Pirates won for the sixth time in seven games. Yikes. Yes, beating the division-leading Milwaukee Brewers 4-2 last night. Luis Ortiz got off to a shaky start, giving up a run, giving up two runs in the second inning when he loaded the bases with no outs, walking two, and hitting a batter. Ortiz recovered, pitched six strong innings for the win. He improves to 4-4. David Bednar, he pitched the ninth, picked up his 36th. 32nd save of the season. I can't see in here, Howard. <laughs> Remember this name, Howard. Key Brian Hayes. Key Brian Hayes. He homered and he tripled. Jack Swolinski hit his 23rd home run of the season. Again, Hayes is on fire. He's been on fire since August, and we wish him uh, all the best. We hope he uh, finishes strong also. The Brewers and the Pirates again this evening from PNC Park. First pitch, 635. You can catch up on all of the weekend sports with the Pine Room podcast. The Pine Room boys will be on the air from 12 to 3 here on the Watchdog Network. They'll have all of the high school uh, football wrap-up, college football wrap-up, all of the sports wrap-up today from 12 to 3, the Pine Room podcast. I call them the Pine Room boys. here on the Watchdog Network, Slatter on Sports Time, 753. 
Pine Room Boys had a great job again on last Friday. Their live broadcast out at Gumby's, brought to you by Gumby's and Jill's uh, Gentlemen's Club. Uh, they, they just do a tremendous job out there for that Friday kickoff to our fall football Friday. They, they really do, Howard. And looking back, you know, it was a little different this weekend. We were down in uh, Martin's. Uh, Martin's Martin. Marshall County. <laughs> How about Moundsville? Walmart Drive. I was trying to say Walmart Drive and Moundsville all in one breath. But they were down at the Gumby's uh, in Moundsville at Walmart Drive. And uh, I got so caught up in that on Friday, I think I forgot to thank our fine uh friends and sponsors at Jill's Gentlemen's Club too, Howard. I thought about that on a weekend. I thought, man, did, did you even say Jill's Gentlemen's Club on Friday? So because they help bring us the, uh, the Pine Room Boys every Friday. <laughs> they really do. I'm just an idiot, and I forgot about them on Friday, I believe. So thank you, thank you, thank you to Jill's Gentlemen's Club. Well, Couldn't good, do it without you guys either. The good news is we get uh, every Friday, we get a chance to mention the uh, Gumby's broadcast brought to you by Gumby's and Jill's Gentlemen's Club because every Friday during the fall football season, they're going to be there. One, one of the Gumby's. Do you know where they're going to be this week, or do we not know? I yet? have a schedule here somewhere, but I'll have to take a look, Harry. All right. Um, how did I – Central and – John Marshall did not win, right? Help me out with that, what happened this weekend. Yeah, their home opener against Union Local. I think Union Local might be a little bit better than than folks uh, thought. They improved to 3-0. John Marshall 0-2 now. They lose that home opener. Uh, a back-and-forth game. Uh, I, I talked to Hank, who produced that uh, game. He said John Marshall should have won the game. Again, Hank wasn't there. He was in the other uh, studio beside me. But uh, he said John Marshall was right there. Wheeling Central back and forth. They ended up uh, holding on to beat uh, Perry High School out of Pittsburgh. They went 22-20. to 20. Again, just a really close game, Howard. It could have went either way. And then the WVU debacle, which they never really had a, a chance. I don't think anybody ever thought, hey, they're going to win this game. But they were really respectable. They stuck around until the last play of the game uh, where – Really, Penn State should have took a knee, Howard. It was one of those situations. The game was over. They, All they, had for, they, they went they, for it. They ran for a play, and then, of course, that makes the spread change, and the over goes, but it was just one of those things. But uh, I think West Virginia might be a little bit better than than people are thinking. But I tuned in. It'll be, the, it'll be the test. Didn't watch the whole thing, but tuned in right about halftime. That was 14-7. I mean, yes. I thought I, I said to my wife, I said, this is amazing. I, I, this is not what I expected. They did it. They were and they 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 made it competitive. I think you're right. I don't think anybody thought they were going to go ahead, but they made it competitive right up until the end. They did. They, they really did. I mean, first of all, that's a tough place to play regardless. Yeah. Second of all, the Penn State Nittany Lions were ranked number seven in the whole country. Everybody says how crappy uh, West Virginia's going to be. You know, they stink. And they go up there and, and they played a good game. I wish they would have, uh, uh, you know, finished a little bit better. But, okay, we'll see how they do. We'll, we'll definitely see how they do next week. If they don't show up against Duquesne, oh, man, you talk about a soap opera. And then pits the following week. Several of the uh, reporters in the post-game press conference and some of the um, commentators I saw on social media uh, were trying to goad Neil Brown into criticizing Penn State for going on that last play. And, and it may have been a fair goad, but he said, you know what? What goes around comes around. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to make a big stink about it. I'm not going to yell. Well, I will. I, I thought it was Bush League. I thought it was totally Bush League. That's why I stay away from college football. I think college football can be very Bush League. Uh, you know, you, you get your personal feelings aside. If that's the NFL, Howard, they take a knee. They, they get out with the win. They hand the referee the football. I thought it was a real Bush League move. And maybe I'm wrong. If, if there's other folks out there that's, that says I'm, I don't have it right, give us a call and let us know. But I thought it was really, really a slap in the you-know-what. Feel free to use the Frio Stack auction service phone line, 304-232-8255. Most of the commentators that I saw agreed with you. and But it, Brown was – I thought he took the high road, I guess. He said, eh, you know what. Eh. He, I, he did say – there's karma out in the world. What goes around comes around. But um, I think he took the high road. I think almost everybody that I read agreed with you that it was just not. Yeah, and West Virginia uh, had Bush a chance to, to, to tackle him. I mean, it was a it wasn't a fancy, you know, it was a quarterback run right up the middle of the field. They could have tackled him, but they didn't. And he gets into a score. It just. Again, I, I will repeat. I, I thought it was very, very Bush League. I hate Penn State anyway. <laughs> I hated that creep Joe Paterno anyway. So, again, I hope karma come back and bites him right on the ass. All right. All right. How's that sound? Do you, do you have any strong feelings on this subject? Well, I'm I just... did until you got me fired up again. 
<laughs> More WVU football this weekend. Uh, the Neil Brown Coaches Show. I don't know my schedule, so I don't know. I can't remember what day these things are. I think Neil Brown. Today's Coaches Tuesday. I think he was talking about it yesterday. Today Howard. is what? Well, yeah. Oh, today's the coach, the uh, press conference, right? I thought that I, was yesterday, I, but I don't. I don't, I don't oh, have today's it. Tuesday. Today. There you I go. Get you, I get, when you just said today is Tuesday, what you meant was today's Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. I. I get it. I understand now. All right. Coming up next hour. Um, hey, a, a show that we all loved is coming back. That's the good news. And there's bad news to go along with it. I'll tell you about that coming up next hour. Tom Scateri is in, our national correspondent. We'll talk about all of the latest international and national news. And uh, Brad McElhinney is in next hour. Uh, we now have a Democrat in the race for the West Virginia governor's uh, seat. And we have a look at the West Virginia poll on all the Republicans who are running for governor and for the U.S. Senate. All of that is uh, coming up in hour number two here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Text us, call us, Frio Stack Line is open and available. We're happy to hear from you any which way we can. It's 8 o'clock. ABC covers the world now. Is FM 98.1, AM 1600, WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville. From ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis. An update this hour on the search for an escaped killer in Pennsylvania on the run for nearly a week after breaking out of a prison near Philadelphia. 34-year-old Danilo Cavalcante was on the verge of a prison transfer when he managed to escape the Chester County Prison just outside Philadelphia. He's been convicted of the murder of his ex-girlfriend in broad daylight. At a press conference Monday, law enforcement said since his disappearance, there's been at least four sightings of Cavalcante, all of them within a one to two mile radius of the prison. They're also investigating a pair of burglaries in that area for which Cavalcante may have been responsible. Authorities staging another news conference in the next half hour. A $10,000 reward being offered for any information. Neighbors being told to lock up and be on the lookout. Court appearances today related to the January 6th insurrection, sentencing on tap for former Proud Boys leader Enrique Tarrio. Prosecutors want 33 years on a seditious conspiracy conviction for stoking the Capitol riot. Also in court, former Trump aide Peter Navarro. The former Trump trade advisor faces two counts of contempt for failing to turn over documents and provide testimony to the House.